0: They adventure or Center as as or I think Demented love the punishment I can't be sure but one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make it laugh so long that you'll be pissing on and kitchen floor. It's
1: hello everybody and welcome time. back to Hu talking cast the A talking cat podcast that nobody ever askeds for but we're bringing it to you anyway I am your host Dylan Reed Miller
2: I'm John Muggleton I uh, adventure scene
1: hi guys welcome welcome
2: Thanks, thanks for bringing back for a third time
1: yeah we're so glad to have you back so this episode is episode 29 which for those of you following along at home means we are starting at 2801 and ending at 29 we start the minutes with scenery shots because that's that's something that's never happened before in this movie nope
3: never no no scenery porn is not a thing
1: yeah, every minute is just packed with content, clearly. Yeah. But, um, so then we cut to the poor people house. <laughs> Man, I feel so judgmental saying that, but, like, I just need to, like, distinguish them, you know? I... Yeah. Anyway, Trent, the brother, is sitting...
3: forlorn. He's forlorn.
1: Oh, he's so sad. He's on the couch and he's sad.
2: I like, a really sad teenager.
1: And then his mom comes to sit with him.
2: Did you notice that the camera goes from Trent then swoops over to the mom and follows the mom? like documentary it's, it's the one scene that's well shot in the movie
1: my favorite part of that shot is I love the mom's apron and She's still
2: wearing a glass on her head and that one yeah. on her face
1: come on mom put your damn glasses
3: on that's right come over and sit down on the couch and then attempt to console your son and fail
2: because that's the one kid she cares about
1: how dare you want to go to business college be more like your brother who just sits around and paints fences all day yep. so yeah they have a little moment
2: another heart-to-heart heart.
1: yeah uh, Trent asks how the cheese puffs are.
2: He says, how goes the cheese
1: puffs? Cheese puffs are my favorite running theme in this movie. <laughs>
3: They're in the oven, which is very important.
1: <laughs> They're in the oven.
3: And the fence is dirty. Yeah, fence is dirty. She wants to watch the movie with oh, She offers to watch Humphrey Bogart movies with him, which, you know, any 17-year-old these days, oh yeah, Humphrey Bogart, that's for me.
1: Uh, yeah. I think I've talked about this before. Trent and his mom have some of the few scenes that I genuinely can emotionally connect to. Yeah. I like it when they have heart-to-heart moments because maybe it's maybe it's just because I'm close with my mom, but like I always feel it's not like super moving, but like inspires some emotion in me where nothing else in this movie does. You know,
2: because that's the one kid she cares about, so she actually tries to be a good parent. To that, to her son.
3: They definitely seem more connected than the daughter who's just off to the library and blah blah blah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, they have this moment, uh, she, she asks if he's okay and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just
3: I'm a teenager.
1: Such angst. So he just, he just blows her off. He's like, I'm fine. And she asks if, she, if he wants to watch the marathon with her.
2: She says, uh, masterly deeds, dames, and daringly do. Ugh,
1: oh, it's so good.
3: What's a daring do? Daring do is like, well, action, I guess. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. like guns and cops and robbers and chasing around after each other. Well, that's the robber part.
1: I associate it most closely with the Incredibles, because when Frozone is looking for his super suit, his wife goes, Don't you go off doing no dare and do? I've been planning this dinner for six months. Where's my suit, woman?
2: Uh, has the screenwriter been talked about yet?
1: Uh, not really. Do you have some interesting information for us, Spencer?
2: Uh, yeah. He wrote a movie called Death Racers that starred the rest their raven and
3: oh the insane clowns insane clown posse yes it's uh like oh um, boy uh it's basically like a mockbuster version of death race
2: well it's a roger corman so that
3: was already a- well i think they were trying to mock bust the um the whole ws anderson remake with the one with jason statham statham statham
1: oh boy so so the screenwriter of this is a juggalo. Uh,
3: or he got paid a lot of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to say he's a juggalo because it makes me laugh.
2: Yeah, let's assume so.
1: Honestly, how much better would this movie be if they were all juggalos?
2: It'd be worse.
1: Johnny Whitaker and clown paint. That might be pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, or okay.
2: terrifying. Oh, uh, did you notice when, when uh, Trent walked away all emo and teenagery? his mom lust- lustfully just stared at him? <laughs> yes, I was about
1: to get to that. That was the next point.
2: Which was the opposite of the last minute we did, where uh, the mom leaves and he lustfully stared at
3: his mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Why is there so much really gross romantic tension in this movie? Because it's a David Dakota movie. Oh, Jesus. I was gonna mention that, because the music cue. Like, I could understand it as just, like, a mom being like, oh god, I can't connect to my son. But then the music cue. It's like this really sad, like, I just got rejected romantic comedy music cue. No! I
2: thought it was kind of mystical sounding like like you have to signify we're in a foreign
3: country for a brief second.
1: Oh, I don't know. It's just immediately what my brain went to and I was like, no!
3: Yeah, I have to say I would sympathize though with Christine DeBell uh, 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 I would rather have that young dude, even though he's theoretically her son, than Johnny Whitaker as a love interest.
1: True, yeah.
3: When I was uh, telling my wife about this movie, my wife, uh, I said, oh, and Johnny Whitaker from Family Affair. And she went, oh, he used to be so cute. And I showed him the picture. Of uh, the cover of the movie, she's like, "Wow, he's not cute anymore."
1: <laughs> nope, he's like fifty-five. I mean, some people age gracefully. I just was looking uh,
3: now. Since Spencer mentioned the screenwriter, I was just looking. Uh, he also wrote a Halloween puppy.
1: Oh, I have, I have I seen that one. Is that the same one as a magic puppy? Yes, is it is. Pu- yep, it's I've seen, a magic I've seen puppy. Yep. I've seen a magic puppy. Yeah, I don't know why there's two titles, but there are.
3: A boy accidentally turns his mom's boyfriend into a dog.
1: Yes. Also yes. directed by David Dakota. Also under the same pseudonym, though.
3: Mary
2: Crawford. Yeah, Mary
1: Crawford.
3: That's his uh, family family movie name.
1: Why does he do that, do you think? Is it so kids don't look him up and find his porn movies,
3: or...? He, he actually mm-hmm. was on um, uh, Killer POV a few months ago, interviewed,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I'm almost positive he talked about why he used the pseudonyms, but I don't remember now what it was. Um, I think it had something to partly to do with uh, making an amount of movies per year or something along those lines, it may be partly because of the David Dakota being associated with 1313 and things of that nature and obviously not wanting to have a 10-year-old going, oh, I like that guy, what's this movie? But, yeah. but I think it's also just the sheer volume of movies he makes. 116 director credits.
1: That's impressive. I mean, it's not as impressive as Eric Roberts's resume, but, you know. He's getting there. Someday he'll be in Eric Roberts. Um, after the weird, inappropriate, romantic cue slash longing gaze, we end off our minutes with a shot of a very blue sky over the rich people house.
2: And the trees have Christmas lights wrapped around them. Yep. So is it Christmas time? Question mark.
1: I don't know.
3: There doesn't seem to be any other indications in the movie, but... (sighs) But
1: it seems so sunny, though. Like, why? It seems so sunny. I'm so confused. And no one, like, wears coats or anything. I guess it's pretty warm in California, so that's where it's happening. Southern, Northern California. This whole thing is a nebulous void of nothing. Well, that brings us to the end of our minute. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on it? Not really much happened in this minute, so other no, than a nice, really. other than a nice family moment that was about it.
2: It's the one part of the movie that has a good good cinematography.
1: The minutes with actual family moments are usually not as not as funny, but this is my
2: second minute with just the mom and
1: Trent. You're cursed to only have the the two characters with actual emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Come back for, like, the swimming pool scene or something, Spencer.
3: I hope so. Yeah, there's st- still plenty of minutes to go, so...
1: There are, yeah. We've got a long way to go, folks. So keep tuning in and join us along this journey. For a Talking Cast, I have been Dylan. And I'm John. I'm Spencer. Thank you all very much for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you enjoyed it and you want to stay up to date with our future episodes, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Talking Cast or Follow us on Twitter at a talking cast. All right, bye, everybody.
0: Minute by minute, that's where they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin.
2: That was episode twenty nine of a talking cast. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller, with guest hosts Spencer Seams. I'm
0: John Muggleton. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. In loving memory of Jaden Holmes.